Dr. Tim Jordan here with another episode of Raising Daughters. Uh, Thanks for stopping by and listening to this podcast every two weeks. And today I'm going to give you an update on e-cigarette use in teenagers. And the reason I'm doing this is because a new uh, study came out from researchers from the University of Michigan that showed that twice as many high school students used electronic cigarettes in 2018 compared with 2017. Twice as many. Uh, this, this survey got responses from over 45,000 students in grades 8, 10, and 12 in schools all across the country. And it was the largest single-year increase in the survey's 44-year history. And it's way more than the mid-70s surge in, in pot use. So that's disturbing. In the last 20 to 30 years, we've seen a decrease in the amount of cigarette usage in teens and, and adults across this country. But in the last several years, the e-cigarettes, the vaping, the juuling, that has caused an increase in teens' smoking. Uh, their survey showed that about 20% of high school students had vaped nicotine in the past month. But I don't believe that. I talk to teenagers all the time, nearly every day, in my counseling practice, in my retreats, in my summer camps, when I'm working at schools. And what most teens tell me in high school is that the vast majority of the people around them are smoking e-cigarettes, and primarily juuling. They tell me three-fourths, 80% of people um, do it. Now, that doesn't mean that 80% of them own a juul. And smoke every day, but it does mean when they're at a party and those things get passed around that the vast majority of people are doing it. It's also interesting that data show that when teens use e-cigarettes, they're four to six times more likely to go on to smoke regular cigarettes. And that's really disturbing. 31% of e-cigarette users started smoking within six months versus only 8% of of people who didn't use uh, e-cigarettes. I'm talking about teenagers here again. And of course, we know that how much more harmful regular cigarette usage is to all of us because of, because of the tar and all that, those things that we inhale in our lungs. But there's also a lot of misinformation that I think parents aren't aware of, and teens as well, about e-cigarettes, about vaping, about juuling. Here's the most disturbing thing I found in the recent studies around e-cigarette usage in teenagers. When, or, when teens were asked what they thought was in their e-cigarettes, in their jewels, in their vapes, 66% said just flavoring. 14% didn't know. And 13% said nicotine. 6% said pot or marijuana. That's the most disturbing thing that I read in all the studies, was that 66% of teens said they thought there was just flavoring in their vapes, in their jewels. of high school students use more than one uh, tobacco product, and and teens who do that are at much higher risk for developing nicotine dependence, and they're much more likely to continue using tobacco into adulthood. And that's that's talking about uh, whether it's cigarettes, vaping, uh, juuling, smokeless tobacco, etc. I also read some articles um, about the effect of, of ads the teens see, e-cigarette ads. And 7 in 10 teens are exposed to e-cigarette ads every day. Among middle school students, 53% said they were exposed to retail ads, 36% of middle schoolers to internet ads, 
and 34% to TV and movie ads, and 25% to newspaper and magazine ads. So even middle schoolers are showing a lot of exposure to these products. Among high school students, 56% are exposed to retail ads, 43% to internet ads, 38% to TV and movie ads, and 35% to newspaper and magazine ads. So they're, they're getting exposed every day to these products, which is scary. Another quick study that I saw from researchers at the Bloomberg School of Public Health at John Hopkins University, they found that e-cigarettes can potentially release significant amounts of toxic metals in its vapor. They discovered that a number of e-cigarettes released vapors that had unsafe levels of lead, chromium, manganese, and or nickel. And I've also read studies in the past year or so showing that there's even, even uh, showing unsafe levels of formaldehyde in e-cigarette users. Not only do those jewel pods and vapes, not only do they, are they inhaling nicotine, but they also can, can use marijuana through those. About one out of four high school students use pot at least once in the past year. Um, and even though the amount of pot use, according to their research, has, has leveled off in the last few years, vaping of pot has increased. And that's at a time when the use of alcohol, cigarettes, cocaine, LSD, ecstasy, heroin, and opioid pills, excuse me, all those things have either leveled off or declined in the past several years. A couple months ago, the Juul Labs announced it was taking steps to curtail the use of its flavored products by, by teenagers by stopping selling its flavored pods, flavors like mango and cucumber and uh, uh, cream and fruit. Uh, and they were going to, they said they have over 90,000 retail stores nationwide. 90,000 jewel retail stores nationwide. Uh, they're also going to shut down some of their social media accounts, and those are really popular with, with teenagers. So they're, they're apparently going to try and take some steps. But like we, like we discovered with the tobacco industry 10, 20, 30 years ago, uh, they're going to fight this all the way because they're making a lot of money. When I asked teens why they use the Juul, and Juul, by the way, is J-U-U-L, they tell me a lot of reasons why. First, first of all, they tell me they get a buzz from it. When they, get, when they take a hit, they get a little head rush that lasts a few minutes. Although they tell me that if they smoke a lot, if they Juul a lot, it takes more to elicit that rush. They also say it's just kind of the, like the new cool thing to do. The popular kids do it. It's, it's a way to connect They'll sit around when they're just hanging out and joking around, and they'll pass their jewel around. And it's just really easy to take a hit. It, it doesn't uh, burn their, burn their um, lungs and their throats like, like a cigarette would. It seems like it's uh, a risky thing to do. It's, it, they seem more grown up and adult-like. I think maybe besides the cool thing, also one of the biggest reasons is it's a way to defy authority. Because they can sneak it right under the noses of their parents, their teachers. They can hide them in their, in their sleeve. They can hide them in their bra straps, the girls tell me. They can just, they can, they'll walk around with it in their hand and nobody knows it's so small. Uh, a lot of kids will tell me that they take quick hits in the bathroom at school. Uh, they'll sometimes do it in class, in the hallways at school. I think the flavors were a big part of the appeal. Um, and I think overall, it seems safe. Like I said before, 66% thought it was only flavors that were in it. 
and only 13% realize that there is nicotine. So they don't think it's dangerous. It doesn't seem like they're smoking cigarettes, which are they know are bad. And so at, I think they need a lot of education. They don't get they don't get what they're really doing. And so I think teens and you, their parents, need some education and some awareness about what's going on. I want you to know that the vast majority of your teenagers, if you have them in your homes, that the vast majority of them have either tried it or they're doing it regularly. And, if you, and I think it's hard to know that because you don't smell it on them when they walk in from, from being out. You don't see the smoke. So it seems like the kind of thing where it's not my kid. I want you to know that a lot of your kids have tried it or and or they're doing it. Also remember that the teen brain is very susceptible to addictions. Even though their baseline levels of dopamine in their brain are lower, they get a higher release of dopamine in response to stimulating, stimulating experiences. And so the teens tend to gravitate towards thrills and risky behaviors, uh, and especially when they're with their peers. That, that's true for anything, any kind of behavior, not just jeweling or, or using e-cigarettes. That's true of, of driving too fast. That's true of drinking. That's true of any kind of risky behavior. It's also true that the adolescent brain is more vulnerable to the effects of nicotine than the adult brain. They will, pro- they will progress faster to nicotine dependence than adults. Uh, they find it more rewarding, and they underestimate the risks of smoking. I've also seen research that said that the earlier the teens uh, start smoking and they're exposed to nicotine or marijuana or any drug for that matter, the more likely they are to become addicted and to use those products into adulthood. So we, they need to become aware, our teens, of the nicotine levels in, their, in those vaping uh, devices, in their jewels, in their e-cigarettes, and that they're just as addicting as if they were smoking a quote-unquote real cigarette. And they're at least four to six times more likely to use cigarettes if they start juuling. When you have discussions, I would sit down, I would listen to what they had to say about it. I'd ask questions and drop all your judgments. I'd ask them why they or their friends might jewel. I'd ask them how many of their friends do jewel. And say, don't tell me names, but just, I'm just, I ask out of curiosity. I'm just wondering how much. Tell me you've, you've, you've read articles, you've, you've heard my podcast. I also think it, it's an opportunity to talk about issues like the need to fit in, to be cool or popular. Um, talk about being true to yourself, trusting your gut when you're making important decisions as a teenager about things like drugs and alcohol and, and sexuality and e-cigarettes. So I think the important thing is to stay calm, to drop your judgments, because you want them to be honest. I want your teens to talk with you about their worries about it. I want you, them to talk to you about the pressures they may feel because, quote-unquote, everybody's doing it. In this case, a lot of people are doing it. Empathize with that part. You all were teenagers before. You know that it wasn't easy to, to resist some of the, uh, the thrills and the risks and the, and, the, um, and the naughty things that I think teens are exposed to. And they're exposed to things more than we were because there's way more advertising out there on the internet, on their social media devices. I mean, it gets, they're just pounded with, with messages around all kinds of things, including uh, e-cigarettes. I would talk about these risks. I would talk about the dangers. I would talk about ways to set boundaries. 
If you're an adult who smokes cigarettes, quit. Do whatever you need to do to quit because your modeling obviously is important. So listen, have open discussions. Um, I think that's the most important piece. Understand what the whole, whole issue is about. Educate yourselves. Read more articles than just listening to this podcast. If you see an article about vaping or jeweling or those kinds of things, make a copy and, and, and put it on your child's bed so they can read it for themselves. I'm worried that this generation of teenagers is, is going to go on to smoke cigarettes. And that's disturbing because we did a much better job of education uh, in the last 20 to 30 years, and the levels went down to very low. But they're getting hooked, and they don't realize it because it seems so safe, quote-unquote. So education awareness is really important right now uh, with this new fad of jeweling. Um, thank you for listening into these podcasts. I hope that, that you can even sometimes listen to these podcasts with your kids. This might be a good one. So your, your teenage son or daughter can, can hear about these risks, about the data. I'll be back with a new podcast in two weeks. Every other week, I also put out a blog. Go to my website at www.drtimjordan.com for ways to, to click on that so you get these podcasts and blogs every week. I appreciate you stopping by and passing on these, these podcasts and also my blogs to your friends. I'll see you back in two weeks. Thanks for listening in. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.